I'm Agent Phil Coulson with the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. That's quite a mouthful. I know. We're working on it. of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast. I am Colonel Chaos, a.k.a. Chip Sella, and joining me tonight, once again, the one, the only, the amazing, the astonishing, the spirit of Christmas, Agent Andy Ant-Man Urquhart. How you doing, Agent? Yes, yes, feeling Christmassy. <laughs> Put my Christmas tree up today. Okay. <laughs> we don't do... Uh, we never take ours down. <laughs> okay. We have a palm tree with ornaments on it, and... Maybe one or two days during the holiday season, we turn the lights on on it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But otherwise, yeah, it's kind of just in the corner with ornaments (laughs) year-round. Yeah. No, we kind of make a bigger deal of it because of the wee one. Like, uh, she wants to put it up on on the first, but uh, but I was working, so we had to to wait till today to put it up. So, what's up now? Do you do a real or fake tree? Oh no, a fake tree. Like uh, I've had real trees before, um, and well, what a mess! <laughs> it, they look awesome though for the, like the first couple of weeks, yeah. and then by the time you actually get to Christmas, it's like, yeah, this thing's dead. <laughs> Giant fire hazard sitting in the corner. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> and then taking it out. Uh, yeah, and then you need to burn it, and it's just a hassle. But, this one, collapse it down, put it in a box, stick it back in the loft. Fine, cool. Like I said, I have a fake pine, uh, palm tree in the mm, yeah up in my <laughs> loft with ornaments on it. So yeah, I, we use I, it, it. Christmas. I'm not good with Christmas trees. I turn into a Christmas Nazi, and <laughs> uh, it 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 never went well. So we just finally decided it was just too much of uh, an emo- a physical and emotional drain on us that uh, mm. we stopped. And, okay. <laughs> and and besides, and then when you know uh, you know you carry the tree out, and where we always put it, we put it up in uh, the game room. We'd have to you know, which means we have to carry it all the way through my freaking house, which mm. meant <laughs> you know you're vacuuming up uh, pine needles for the next six months. Yep. <laughs> so, because you just never get all those little bastards. So, um, yeah. So, and it, you know, we just kind of said, eh, we have this. We we did a, a tropical Christmas one year for our Christmas uh, party theme, and yeah, the tree just stays there. So, 
Ours is over in the back corner of the room just now, but it's going to be basically where I'm sitting right now in the front corner of the room um, in the next couple of weeks because my my studio is almost almost ready now. <laughs> nice. We we we've finally completed stripping the nine layers of wallpaper from the from the room, and uh, gonna repaper it tomorrow with just one layer <laughs> and paint it, put the carpet down, and then it's it's good to go. So. Not that I want to turn this into uh, a home improvement podcast, but wallpaper over paint, huh? Well, uh, like the walls are absolutely not smooth <laughs> right now, mm-hmm. so uh, I'll, I'll lay one layer of wallpaper and then uh, one quick roll of paint over that, and then it'll be good to go. Okay. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm a big. Uh, I prefer like painted walls versus wallpaper, so. Yeah, I mean, we have we have that in the living room. All the walls are are painted, but uh, up up in that room, it's just going to be much more economical <laughs> to uh, throw some wallpaper up and a quick coat of white paint, and it's good to go. Uh, I've got I've got a nice purple carpet though. Nice. I have a purple For sound ba- dampening. I, I have a purple bathroom. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so that will be ready in probably not next week, but it will be ready the week after. So you'll hear me in a different room. Okay. All right. So, Andy, it's been a while since we've done a show, and we apologize mm. to everybody. A um, couple things going on. First of all, there hasn't been any Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And we tried to get as, you know, we did try and get a episode or two out uh, Thanksgiving weekend. And then. Um, well, and Andy's working somewhere else now, a different store, and it, his schedule hasn't made it uh, easy to do the nope. shows on <laughs> Wednesday night yet. And I don't know, is that going to change in the future, or where are we at with that? Yes. Yes. Okay. It, it will change. Uh, there's definitely some progress being made. Nothing nothing concrete yet, but progress has been made. So uh, I'm, I'll have an update on that in a couple of weeks, I think. Okay. So So bear with us. And, you know, Andy works retail. It is the holiday season, so mm-hmm. he's dealing with a major shitstorm. Uh, so yes. hope <laughs> things will calm down, and we will get this show back on track, hopefully after the holidays. Uh, but we are recording when we can uh, find a mutually agreeable time. And, you know, it, it, it's tough to begin with. Andy lives in Scotland. I'm here in America. It's a five-hour time difference. Uh, yep. <laughs> you know, we've done what 150, 160 of these shows. Uh, I, I'm pretty impressed that we've been able to pull this off so without any. I know, hitches. I know. <laughs> so it, we we it, apologize it was... to Derek. Derek must be going ape shit because <laughs> yeah. our episodes are going up at weird times. So, uh, but we will we will get on a probably a more regular schedule once. Uh, once the new year starts, and also once we know when Agents of Shield is back. Yeah, because we don't know when that is. It's, it's funny because like when we started the show, like I, I didn't have a, like a, a regular job that I was working, so mm-hmm. I could just podcast anytime, and like uh, it was fine. <laughs> you know, I think I was doing like four or five podcasts a week sometimes, but yeah, life. <laughs> yeah, life gets in the way. So. But we're back. Shield's back. We got news. We got lots of news. 
So why don't we just jump right into it, Andy? Where do we want to start? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a couple of like really interesting bits of news as well uh, to go through. Um, I don't I don't know that we necessarily sent too many like to each other over the, the last couple of weeks, but um, we did have one. The uh, Black Panther movie has added uh, Angela Bassett to the cast. Right. Yeah, that came out like right after we recorded the last episode. Yeah. Um, I don't know that they actually said what character she's going to be playing. Are they play the role of... Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, she's going to play the role of uh, Ramonda, who is the mother of T'Challa. The Black Panther. Yep. Kind of cool. Good actress. And I'm trying to think. Yeah, we really didn't send them to each other uh, over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> no, we didn't send any. We've been too distracted. But we've got. I've got a few things uh, here, especially things that have been uh, come out in the last couple of days. Because there's been like some Comic Con on over in Brazil, and uh, there was also the uh, the VGAs and the uh, PlayStation Experience were on as well, which we got a couple of new tidbits about Marvel video games there as well. So I did the video game ones uh, ones first. So there was a teaser trailer. For a Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale series. Oh, okay. I don't know if you, no. I, I don't know if you saw this. I have not watched any of the PlayStation stuff yet. I was watching. I got a little news from Facebook yesterday, but I wasn't keeping uh, up mm. on it. Yeah, this this one actually came from the from the Game Awards. Okay. But, um, yeah, so the Guardians of the Galaxy game is coming out on PS4, Xbox One, PC, and mobile devices in 2017. It's going to be five episodes. Um, it has not been made clear yet whether or not it is going to be set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But based on the tone of this sort of teaser trailer, it does seem to be quite close to the uh, the movies. Now, the teaser trailer basically only shows like a Walkman in the ship and that's it. Like it, it doesn't show any of the characters. It's just like a 47-second teaser trailer with a, a song, which is uh, Dancing in the Moonlight. Okay. But, like, it, I mean, I'm, I'm only familiar with the top-loader version, but it's definitely not that version, so I don't know if that was an older song that they covered. Uh, try that again? And the song uh, Dancing in the Moonlight? Yeah. Yeah, that, this is the song that's playing in this trailer, um, and I'm only familiar with the version that was released by Top Loader. But that was in the 90s. Now, I, I don't know if that was possibly a cover of a, an older song, because it sounds like, like an older sort of song. It is. It's from the 70s. Yeah. Okay. Well, it'll be, it'll be that then. <laughs> it'll be the original version. But yeah, nah, interesting. Uh, good to know that it's coming out next year, and seemingly all the episodes will come out next year. So, No last gen version as well, though, which is interesting because they've they had been doing last gen versions for most of the Telltale games. It looks like it was done by uh, King Harvest in 1973. Mm. Okay, I'm not familiar with King Harvest at all. <laughs> no, and it looks like they were a one one hit wonder. Hmm. So yeah, there's uh, there's going to be a disc a disc release for this game as well. The this quote unquote season pass disc, like they've uh, they've been doing. They did it for Batman. They did it for Minecraft. They'll probably do it for The Walking Dead as well and, and whatnot. So 
Cool. And Thin Lizzy has a song called Dancing in the Moonlight, but I don't think that's the one you're looking for. No, I don't think that's it. <laughs> uh, the other one, and probably a probably a bigger deal than that because we actually because we obviously we knew about that one already, is uh, that uh, it's also been announced that Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is coming out in late 2017. So it's a new game in the Marvel vs. Capcom series. Obviously, the last one was. Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and I think that was a good few years ago now. Um, so they showed a teaser trailer and also some, they debuted some gameplay footage as well over the uh, the weekend there, uh, featuring Iron Man and Captain Marvel. Yep, I saw this. As well as, yeah, as well as uh, Ryu, or Ryu, depending on how you say it, and uh, Mega Man X. So it looks really cool. Like, <laughs> I want to play this. This looks badass. Well, they didn't really show any... Uh, I, the trailer I saw didn't show any gameplay footage. Yeah, they showed another trailer, uh, like, the next day that uh, had gameplay footage. It was from... Uh, I think it was, like, Capcom had some Street Fighter tournament or something like that where they showed off the first gameplay from it as well. Uh, the gameplay showed off some uh, interesting stuff because the Infinity Stones are going to feature in it. Okay. So they, they showed off, like, uh, a couple of the characters using... The Infinity Stones, which was pretty cool. Like I think they showed Captain Marvel using the Time Stone and and whatnot. And uh, yeah, it looks looks really interesting. And that's obviously why they're calling it Infinite if you're using the Infinity Stones. Makes sense. But yeah, excited for that one. Um, also, as part of that announcement, Sony also announced that uh, available now, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom Three is now available on PS4. Yeah, I was thinking so of going if, up to download that. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I've never played that particular version of the game, but from what I hear, it's the best version of that game, so as long as there's no input lag, it should be good. All right, what else? Yeah, that's available, that's available now if you if you want to play that. Um, we also have a couple of bits and pieces about uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. So... As part of this whole like thing in Brazil, there was a bit of a teaser trailer shown at this. Uh, I don't quite know where it was shown or whatnot, but like somebody leaked some photos and things from it, uh, very blurry photos and whatnot. But uh, there's also like descriptions of the trailer and stuff been kicking about online. So uh, apparently, Spider-Man's gonna have web wings. Oh, <laughs> web which wings. is interesting. <laughs> So, Why don't they just I call mean, him Squirrel Girl? Yeah, uh, that sounds really naff, but on paper it sounds naff, but I, I, I bet it looks fine when we actually see the teaser the drop. Sorry, not not you know me, I'm not a fan of this game. <laughs> yeah, they've also said that the uh, teaser trailer, uh, the trailer is going to be released soon, so it's possible that they could attach it to Rogue One. Yeah. I'm expecting a lot of great trailers uh, with Rogue One. Hmm. Okay, also, uh, James Gunn announced another alien coming to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yep. This guy this guy is called Brawl. 
And it's played by one of and his buddies. He's been played by uh, Stephen uh, Blackheart. Right. Looks like he's another one of the Ravagers. Yep. But from the comics, he's a, a member of the Minions of Menace. <laughs> which I've never heard of. <laughs> you know, I, I'm being very careful of the Guardian stuff I look at. Hmm. I just I just want I mean A I want to be surprised I want to be blown away and uh, yeah I just, you know I, I just don't want anything in this movie spoiled yeah. I'm trying to avoid it and do it you know obviously there's a fine line to walk with doing this show and what we owe our listeners and uh, what I'm willing to look at hmm um, okay, so uh, the uh, Critics' Choice Award nominations have also come out. Okay. And Marvel has Marvel's got a few nominations for uh, Civil War and Doctor Strange as well. Uh, nine in total for the two the two movies. Nice. Which is 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 quite a lot. Where whereas over in DC, Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad have one each. And X Men Apocalypse has none at all. <laughs> So, yeah, Doctor Strange uh, has six nominations for itself. It's got uh, Best Hair and Makeup, Best Visual Effects, Best Action Movie, Best Actor in an Action Movie, uh, Best Actress in an Action Movie for Tilda Swinton. Obviously, that is mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch. And uh, Best Sci-Fi Slash Horror Movie. Whereas uh, Civil War is up for Best Action Movie, Best Actor in an Action Movie for Chris Evans, Best Actress in an Action Movie for Scarlett Johansson. And Deadpool's got a couple of nods as well. Kind of cool. Uh, yeah, I. So, uh, Doctor Strange is up for best action movie, right? Yep. They're both up for that, and then uh, yep. Doctor Strange is also up for sci-fi horror. Hmm. Yep. Um. I think, from an action standpoint, especially the airport scene in Civil War. Yep, that still beats any any of the scenes of Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, yeah. yeah so uh, you know, I, I mean, I think you know, if, if it was me, I would give uh, the act the action uh, movie to Civil War and uh, the sci fi horror to Doctor Strange. Yep, totally and, agree. And I would definitely give uh, Kummerbach. Uh, the best actor award. And yep. actually, I, I really liked, liked what Tilda Swinton did with the role too. Yeah. Very different. Um, the other ones, uh, the best actress in an action movie, like, uh, that was the only category that Batman v Superman and suicide squad got recognized in <laughs> for, uh, Gal Gadot as wonder woman and Margot Robbie as uh, Harley Quinn. Margot uh, Robbie did do a fantastic job as Harley Quinn. You can't deny that. Well, I, ha- I haven't actually seen uh, the uh, uh, Suicide Squad yet, so I can't I can't comment on it to to deny or confirm it. But um, yeah, I mean, like Wonder Woman from Batman v Superman, like she was only in it for a very yeah small amount of time, <laughs> and, and it, like none of the rest of the stuff has been recognized, which is I think it's quite telling about about that movie. And she wasn't that good. She was all right. I mean, but she was. She. Was, I thought she was pretty good. Like she was probably the best part of the movie. But yeah, like <laughs> I mean, it was very short. Like, yeah. The part she was in it. 
it isn't award worthy, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, I don't think so either. All right, what else we got? Uh, we also had uh, the new trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Now, did you catch this one? Yes, I did. I was watching it on my tablet, so, uh, you know, it was kind of small screen, but kind of, I kind of want to wait and see it in all its glory with Rogue One in two weeks. This trailer is Amazeballs. fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. The, the, the first trailer was, like, decent, but this trailer is, like, on the same level as the first trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy mm. 1. Like, this was genius. I, I don't know what it was about it, like, the, the tone, the music, like, all the visual effects and stuff like that. It sure just looks amazing. And uh, Baby Groot yep. is just brilliant. Like... <laughs> They're going to be selling a million baby Groots when this thing comes out. A hundred percent, yeah. And I mean, even just off that trailer, like, I was like, oh yeah, like, yeah, I remember, because I remember when uh, when the first one, like the first movie came out and the wife saw it, she's like, oh, I really want a dancing group. Yeah. And like, I tried I tried to get one like that Christmas and, and like, I couldn't get it and it was sold out over here. So, like, I immediately went on and went, oh, yeah, I remember that this year, and went and ordered that. <laughs> yeah, you can't go to a comic book store without tripping over about 50 of them now. They're all on closeout, if you... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I found, like, the last one in Walmart uh, the day they came out. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, the, the trailer was absolutely brilliant. Uh, ex really exactly what you'd kind of expect from a sequel to Guardians of the Galaxy. It hits all the, all the kind of notes, of of the first movie, and uh, uh, I, I was laughing out loud watching this trailer. Like if you've not seen it, go and watch it. It's hilarious. Uh, Drax yeah. is is genius as well. Like, and we also got our first look at Mantis, which was interesting. Because yes. in the comic book, she's green, and in this, she's like. Like uh, uh, she's white, basically, <laughs> which is kind of weird. Yeah, yeah I, I see why they've done it though. Like to obviously to differentiate her from Gamora, because obviously yeah. Gamora's green. But I mean, you can have two green aliens from different species. She's got the, like little antennas that makes her look different. So, yeah, I get why they did it. I don't agree with it, but um, it makes sense. It's people yeah. would and, just and confuse them. They've dressed her entirely in green, though. <laughs> like, just so you know. Like, look, she's not, like, a green alien, but she wears green. Like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, great trailer. Go and watch it if you've not seen it yet. I and, think uh, I'm, finally, I might be looking forward to that more than Rogue One. Oh, just seeing theater? that trailer up yeah. the screen? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like I, I think that trailer is going to do wonders for that movie. Like uh, I expect Guardians two to be uh, much bigger than than Guardians one, even though Guardians one like did really well at the box office. Yeah. This one will, will, like, what did it do? It's like seven hundred odd million. I thought it got got close to nine. And nine, okay, but it didn't didn't break the billion anyway, did it? No. No, this one will this one will break the billion definitely. Okay, so final bit of news is uh, Marvel and Netflix have officially renewed Luke Cage for season two. 
Yeah, that was just announced today. Yeah, and uh, they, they showed like a short teaser thing of the the barber shop, and has like a sign in the window that says like season two. You're like, cool. <laughs> um, so worth uh, worth noting that yes, a sweet Christmas season two confirmed before season one has even begun. It begun uh, eating. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to look up uh, the Guardians box office for you. Worldwide box office was 771. Okay, yeah. And then another yeah. uh, 125 million in Blu-rays and DVDs, domestic only. Yeah. So it broke a billion when you throw in the the Blu-rays. Yeah, I mean, obviously that doesn't count your uh, your digital sales or anything like that as well, so True. True. Probably a bit, probably a bit more than that. But yeah, it's, it's got enough. It's got enough buzz behind it that it'll it'll go it'll go past the billion this time, which is cool. And it looks like it'll be really good. But yeah, Look Cage season two confirmed. Sweet Christmas season two confirmed. <laughs> you heard it here first. And I just saw something. I guess there was a. I lost the link now, but I guess uh, there's photos up. Oh, here it is. Iron Fist is joined by. Colleen Wing and latest photos from the set of Defenders. So Defenders is filming. We are in the middle yep. of filming the Defenders. Yep, uh, I look forward to seeing Defenders. Um, I really, I, I want to see Iron Fist as well, though. Like, I, I, I'm still skeptical about Iron Fist. The folks are copyrighted. Yeah, yeah, like looks cool. Yeah. So. There's a car like halfway through the ground. I don't get what that is. It's weird. Cool. <laughs> so. All right. Um, so it means that the the second season of our Luke Cage podcast has been confirmed, and we haven't even yep. recorded the first episode of our Luke Cage podcast. Nope, coming soon. <laughs> coming very soon. So keep a keep an eye out, guys. We are planning to do that soon as Shield wraps up. I'm trying to think, was there any other big news? I think we hit all the major stuff. Um, at some point, and it's not going to be tonight. Maybe it'll be uh, I, I depending on how we do the Luke Cage thing, because I don't want you know long Luke Cage shows again. Um, but at some point, I'd love to engage our listeners, go to our Facebook page, and put up their theories on what is the missing Easter egg in Guardians Volume One. I've been reading a lot of stories on what people think it is and what it could what it could possibly be, um, and so far, uh, James Gunn has said, "Nope, none of the above." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'd have to watch the movie again yeah. and like run over to a fine tooth comb. Like, I'll, one day I'll get time to do that. But I mean, there's just so many theories out there. It'd be fun just to do a segment on the crazy theories. Mm. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Uh, sounds like an wait four episode. Yep. In and of itself. Yep. When we have time. So, but right now, 
we actually have an actual episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to discuss this week. It's been mm-hmm. a while. Yeah, it's been a few weeks, yeah. A good episode as well. Yes. So why don't we get into it, Andy, uh, and why don't you start with the, the title. Yeah, so the title of this week's episode is Deals With Our Devils, so Season 4, Episode 7 of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So this episode kicked off with uh, Mac and May investigating the reactor after the explosion, and we see that Coulson and Fitz are missing. Uh, Eli Morrow's in the South Corridor with a stick of pure carbon that he's just created, which, I don't know, it looks like a, a carbon icicle. Um... Some shield agents confront him, the the red shots, and uh, he kills them with carbon spears that he creates inside of them, which was very odd. Yeah, it, was, it it didn't hit me right. I was like, okay, so the thing breaks on the ground, and then he gets whacked with, and then all of a sudden these spikes appear in every in in uh, the agents. It was like odd. Didn't, yeah, it didn't work I mean, for me. Like. I could kind of buy it more like him if he'd created the spear and then like thrown it at each of them, that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. But like him just being able to create matter at will, like with his mind, like over over yonder. So like inside these people, it was a bit kind of weird. Like I can get like him creating in his hand because he's like focusing on this one specific area and going, okay, here, create the matter. Cool. And then he can use his weapon. That's fine. But him going. Like I create this matter over there and then make it stab you like three different people at the same time. I don't, I don't, I don't quite buy that. It was a bit shield logic for that one. Uh, he also then creates a carbon barrier which uh, blocks Mac and May's passage uh, when they arrive, so they can't follow him. Uh, the remainder of the shield team, so ev- basically everybody except for Coulson and Fitz and Robbie, who, if we remember disappeared at the end of last week or the last episode uh, the rest of the team tries to come to terms with the loss of Colson Fitz and Robbie who basically from watching the uh, replay of the explosion it looks like they've been vaporized by this explosion yes uh, Mace goes off to call Simmons uh, to get her to study the tech so that she can work out a way to stop Eli we then cut over to Simmons if you remember, like, I don't think it was in the last episode, but the episode before that, she was sent away on a secret mission. Yep. And we didn't hear anything more about it. So this is her secret mission. She's at a secret facility studying a pterogenesis cocoon in progress. Uh, apparently this subject has been gestating for seven months. However, the name of this guy is classified. And they just want to know what he will become. So, kind of a bit of clandestine stuff going on here. Uh, we then see Mac and May discussing the possibility of Coulson and Fitz potentially we, still we, being We've alive. actually yep. seen this guy before. Yeah, so we saw this cocoon before. Um, I, I think it was like, several episodes ago now. Where uh, Senator and a deer yep, was in this house. And she left and there was this big pile up of mail and... Uh, I believe it's her brother that's in this cocoon. Yes. I don't know. I don't know who that is in terms of like what powers he might have or anything like that. I don't even have a theory on who it is. It's just some random guy. But you know, given I've, that they've I'm kind of been trying to yep. think, and I got a crazy Andy theory. Okay. Adam Warlock. 
Nope. <laughs> no. Why I not? I don't think so. I mean, just Adam Warlock is destined for Guardians of the Galaxy. Whether or not he's in Guardians of the Galaxy two, he's he's going to be in that at some point. He's I, not going to show up. I shield. agree, and like I said, it is a crazy Andy theory. Yeah. But uh, I was just, you know. Plus, he's not an inhuman, like, at all. Um, I, you know, like I said, I just, I, I just, it's like, gee, it's a cocoon. Who, who uh, is in a cocoon? It would be him or her, either Adam Warlock or uh, whatever his uh, girlfriend was called. Oh yeah, uh, I forget. I forget her name, but I, I know who you mean. Um, she's the one that was dying. Mm-hmm. Can't can't remember her name, but yeah, I know. I know who you mean. Answers on a postcard. But yeah, obviously not not a girl. It's definitely a man. <laughs> so um, May basically says that she wants to use the Darkhold book to find answers. Uh, however, Max like no no no. We shall not use this book. Coulson obviously told them not to open the book under any circumstances. Because if you remember, even Fury was afraid of opening this this mm. thing that he he called Pandora's box. Uh, Mac has an idea, however, to track down Eli via the Chinatown crew. Um, and Mace tells uh, Mac to sharpen the axe before chopping the tree. Uh, and Mac just says to him, my, my axe is plenty sharp and a shotgun. <laughs> and it's a shotgun. Yep. <laughs> I thought Which that was one awesome. was great. Yep. But yeah, um, Mac instead gets tasked with uh, prepping the fallen agents for their final journey. Now, um, me and Mace will meanwhile get the cargo back to base to Dr. Radcliffe as soon as possible. And we see Daisy and Gabe discussing Robbie. But they get interrupted by Mac going rogue. And stealing a bike and driving off. Which, I was like, what the fuck has happened here? Like, because uh, Matt gets on this bike and then, like, a shield agent confronts him and he's like, no, you can't go anywhere, we're about to take off. And oh, Matt's I like, knew exactly what happened at that <laughs> point. When I saw him on the bike. Yeah. Just the way he Matt looked. Like, yeah, Matt just punches the guy and uh, and drives off into the sunset on his on his bike. Looking badass. Reminiscent of some other characters we've seen in the show before. <laughs> so we then cut back and we see Fitz and Coulson are in the room uh, that we saw at the start of the episode uh, when Mac and me came into it. The, this is the room with the reactor in it. Um, Coulson and Fitz kind of discuss the explosion and whatnot and it takes them like a few seconds to realise that Mac and me can't hear them because they're, they're like giving answers to things that Mac and me were seeing earlier in the episode, and you know, I'm like, oh, yeah. It's, and it's kind of cool the way that it fitted in, and they sort of answered the questions, and it it kind of played back and forward like a little conversation before they realised that they couldn't actually hear anything they were saying, which is quite funny. It's, it reminds me of sometimes, like, that this happens if you mute yourself, like when you're on a Skype call mm-hmm. on, on a podcast. <laughs> like, uh I've certainly done it on 42 before, and I, I'm sure it's happened to you on the B team before. Where you've been talking away, and you think the guys are talking back to you when they're actually not. <laughs> I think it happens weekly. 
Yep. <laughs> so it totally reminded me of that, and uh, I got I got a good good laugh out of that. Yeah, we we see May walking straight through Colson as well, which was quite amusing. And uh, when when uh, Mac and May are on comms, uh, Colson says, "Do we look that stupid on comms?" <laughs> yeah, I didn't. So just I, there, I didn't like. understand that though. Well, they wouldn't be able to hear the comms. True, because it's in it's in like Mac and May's ear. Yeah. So Colson and Fitz wouldn't be able to hear what it was. Um, meanwhile, Robbie has the same situation with Eli. He walks up to him to confront him, tries to punch him, and walks straight through him. Uh, but Coulson and Fitz find Robbie, and uh, they, they they obviously reveal to him that they they're all kind of they're sort of ghosted, and no one else can see them. Because Robbie does try and stop Eli from hurting the shoot agents, but obviously does nothing. Uh, Coulson and Fitz and Robbie are all in the room watching the S.H.I.E.L.D. team when they watch the replay of the explosion. And Fitz works out that they are kind of stuck between dimensions. Uh, however, it seems to be that they're worse, worse off than the ghosts. So if you remember, the ghosts were also like stuck between the dimensions, but they were more attached to this reality because you could kind of see them and they could kind of interact with yep. uh, some objects and things like that in this dimension, even though they, they could pass through walls and stuff like that. But uh, it seems like Fitz and Coulson and, and Robbie can't do that. Nobody can see them. They're hearing people like as if they're very far away, and uh, they can't seemingly interact with any objects. And uh, Robbie gets a bit confused by Fitz's scientific explanation of it. He says, dude, what? <laughs> But yeah, essentially they are being sucked down into hell. Yes. Uh, Fitz goes to call Simmons, but he can't because he's in another dimension, <laughs> and uh, iPhones don't work across dimensions. Yeah, I thought even that was super hilarious. <laughs> yeah, even super special magical battery iPhones like they have in Shield <laughs> can't make crawls across dimensions. So yeah, they plan to try to to find a way to make the shield team be able to hear them and know that they're still alive. Uh, Fitz listens in on Mace's call with uh, Senator Nadir, who apparently has Simmons and is refusing to give her back or let Mace talk to her. Uh, shield has no idea where she is because uh, the assistant to the director did not put a tracker on her; just didn't think about it. <laughs> They didn't think they needed always, one. Yeah, you should always know where your agents are. Track them at all times. Uh, Robbie is Robbie starts to get cold, and he sort of he has a sort of I don't know. It kind of just like a panic attack, but it's like yeah. a cold panic attack. So he basically, he's whining. like, oh, "I'm cold." Yeah, I'm so cold. I need sunlight or warmth of some kind. Get, get my Lincoln hot water bottle. Warm me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And meanwhile, Coulson attempts to get through to May, um, and he keeps kind of pleading with her to hear him. And May kind of seems to look right at him, but yep. she's actually like looking at the dark old book. And um, we see Mac and May's conversation again, but this time with Coulson observing them and saying, "Like, yeah, good for you, Mac, for uh, telling May not to use the book, and oh, bad, bad you, May, wanting to use this book." 
uh, May says that, and we hear May say again that she's she has a feeling can't explain. And I kind of I kind of get the feeling that she can kind of sense Coulson still alive. I get the feeling that they all. The, yeah, there's some sort of sense. They really can't yep. interact, but I think they're able to influence the actual world or, you know, be that little, you know, the voice at the back of your head. Yep. Uh, Coulson heals Robbie screaming and investigates, and we see that the the rider is basically fighting Robbie because it doesn't want to be dragged down to hell with him. He doesn't want to go back, basically. Uh, we see that the rider leaves Robbie and transfers into Mac. Yes. Like you said. <laughs> so, we, uh, we obviously, we saw uh, Daisy and Gabe talking, like, just immediately before, uh, before Mac ran off. So, obviously, Mac has now been imbued with the spirit of the rider. And that's why he kind of went off book, because it's the rider, not Mac. So uh, Daisy gives chase in the charger, and Robbie jumps in the car with her. I think he was just going to protect the car, <laughs> make sure Daisy didn't break it. <laughs> and uh, May comes into the room and says, oh, "What's going on here?" Uh, and Fitz says, "Oh, nothing. Just Max the Ghost Rider now, but you can't hear us, so bloody hell." So we see uh, that Radcliffe and Ada are working on the ghost boxes that we saw uh, quite a number of episodes ago now that, had, if you remember, had the ghosts kind of stored in them. Uh, they're trying to work out what these, how these boxes work and what the deal is with them and if they can give them any clues as to what's going on with like the disappearance of Coulson and whatnot. Um, May has an instru- instruction manual for them, which is the dark hold. <laughs> And uh, she, she turns around to like, the other scientist that's in the room and says, oh, you're there, what's your name? She says, oh, Nathanson. Get lost, Nathanson. <laughs> great line. Which great, is, great, yeah, it's awesome. Great May line. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, what's your you're name? Not Nathanson. Oh, Get lost, wait, Nathanson. <laughs> so funny. I'd like to use that so, at yeah. work sometime. Yeah, yeah, me too. I would love to to do that, but I don't think it would go down too well. <laughs> I think it only works if you if you don't know someone's name. Like I think if you know someone's name, it's it's much more insulting. <laughs> so uh, Radcliffe takes a brief glance at the book, the Dark Hold, and then slams it shut. And he says, "This book is too much for a human mind to bear." Which obviously we've seen kind of play out when uh, the peop- when previously human minds had read the book, it had sort of driven them a bit mad, like with Eli and with uh, the two scientists, Lucy and I forget the, the the chap's name, but yeah, we definitely saw them kind of go a bit off the rails after they'd read the book. Now back over at this secret uh, secret facility, Simmons checks the heartbeat of the cocoon. And she notices that it's got a kind of elevated heart rate and it's almost like it's uh, panicking. So she orders the, the lights be lowered and that everyone leave the room. 
before she takes her like hazmat suit off that she's wearing and sort of starts talking directly to the cocoon. Uh, this calms the guy down inside the cocoon and it starts to crack open. Yep. Now, my, my only thing is, you mean you have this huge scientific base, all these uh, major uh, scientific minds, and you couldn't figure out how to do this um, without... Um, uh, Simmons. Yeah, I mean, I, I think these people were attacking it totally from a science perspective, and she's come in and assessed the situation from a like a human perspective, and understood that there is like a live, breathing person in in behind that cocoon, and that they will be shit scared at the moment. So, she's kind of just looking at it from a different angle from from what they were doing. Doesn't really require a scientist to do that, to be honest. Like any, I mean, she comes in there and basically <laughs> uses a stethoscope and says, "All right, let's, um, you know, let's dim the lights and uh, try doing something reasonable." Yep, and uh, basically resolves the issue in two minutes. You're telling me, <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. you know, it's like you guys have had this thing in this base for weeks at least, because last time we saw seven it was months. in the in a seven uh, months an apartment, and you haven't figured out what oh, to yeah. do. Mm. Of course, I mean, if it's flash, you just take a chainsaw and open the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, seven months. The guy's been in a cocoon for, so they must have they must have had it for. Like a while at least. Well, no. Last time we saw it, it was in the in the apartment. Do you know? I I think that it is still in the apartment, and they've just built this like little bubble around it. No, because I don't think it's moved. No, I think she. I think that was part of the deal she uh, she made with Mace was she let her know that her brother is trapped in a Terragenesis cocoon and. Oh yeah, yeah. At that, I totally agree. Totally agree with that, but I think that they've they've uh, built this like little cocoon inside of the house that they were in. I don't think it's actually moved anywhere. I disagree, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Because we'll I mean, what? Like, why else would they have it at, like a secret facility, a secret location where Mace doesn't know where it is? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure this is inside uh, that house still. We'll, we'll see. That'll that'll find out. We'll find out that in in due course. So yeah, this cat this comes uh, the the guy in the cocoon down, and the cocoon starts to open. Now we then see uh, Ghost Rider Mac going on the offense to the Chinatown crew, going a bit crazy to be honest. <laughs> and uh, we'll get back to that in a second. But um, at, over back back over at the Shield base, Ada offers to read the book. Now. Radcliffe then reveals to May that Ada is an android, and uh, she 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 says that she was designed to be the shield. And uh, Radcliffe's like, "Stop saying that! You you get a catchphrase." <laughs> but yeah, May wants to use her, um, believing that Ada is the tech that they need to save them. Now Daisy arrives at the Chinatown base and beats up some dudes and does an awesome sideswipe with the charger on one of the guys. 
like just skidding into like this is our warehouse and just like smashing into a guy with the back of the car pretty badass move with the car uh, Daisy finds Mac talking to himself and then going full Ghost Rider at her now we then see Robbie's perspective of like this car chase uh, where we see that the and Daisy kind of scrapes the car along a wall and uh, Robbie reveals that it won't heal itself because he's not the rider so the car is kind of attached to him like when he's the rider but right now it's just a normal car um, she, when she loses the uh, when she loses um, Mac on the bike she's kind of trying to work out where he might have gone using her phone and he tells her to turn left and he gets frustrated and he hits the dashboard which he manages to interact with I think it's because he's so been so tied to the car mm-hmm. there's still like some residual there yep. um, and this causes the car to indicate left and she's like like Daisy realizes that Robbie's somehow influencing it and is still kicking around. And obviously she follows that and then gets to the base. Uh, we also see from Colson and Fitz's perspective where they're watching Radcliffe and May discussing the book. And Fitz reveals to Colson that Aid is an android and he pleads with her to read the book. And I don't know if you noticed, right, but in the first play of this scene when we saw it from Radcliffe and May's perspective, just before Ada says, oh, I'll read it, she has this, like, look down to her right. Like, look over to her right as if she, like, sees something. Okay. And then she says, like, oh, I'll read the book. Now, if you, when you see it back from this one, like, when she does that there, she's looking at Fitz. Ah. Okay. So I, somehow I they've managed... On that. Yeah, so somehow they've managed to get through to Ada. So it seems like though, although the people can't see or hear them, um, machinery or and computers say can still like perceive them to some extent. So um, Fitz then kind of blames Colson for. Uh, Stepping down, uh, blames Colson stepping down for uh, Simmons being sent away by Mace because obviously he sees uh, Mace not like basically losing Simmons is a, a bit of a betrayal to the team and uh, reckons that if Colson was in charge, this wouldn't have happened, etc. etc. Now we see Ada reading the Dark Hold, which uh, Colson and Fitz don't see anything on the pages. But they're in a different dimension, so I kind of I kind of got that. And obviously, we know that the dark hole appeals differently to everybody that reads it. But we we see that Ada sees uh, a bunch of ones and a bunch of zeros on the on the book on the book's pages, which is obviously like binary computer language. Yes, I Someone, no, I, I noticed that, and as we know, uh, the book makes itself readable to the who's ever holding it or touching it to to their native language yeah because the guy joseph is his name uh, he was able to read uh he was reading the book in german i think it was whereas uh, lucy was reading it in english yep so ada's native language is binary computer code so that's what the book appeals in kind of cool 
Uh, we then cut back over to uh, Simmons and we see that the cocoon opens and just as the man starts talking to Simmons, she gets black bagged and dragged away. And we see that it's 100% a man and he has a beard and he starts like trying to talk to Simmons, but we don't get to find out any more information about him because Simmons is disappeared. Now, do you think it's uh, A, because the guy has come out of the cocoon or... B, it was just coincidence that that was the time when uh, she was being taken back to uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. No, I, I don't think they would have sent her back if the, if the guy hadn't come out of the cocoon. I think it's just that, yep, okay, mission completed. We don't need you to to know any more about this. Go away. Like, we, we don't want S.H.I.E.L.D. knowing any more about this than they have to. I think that's what it is. Okay. I don't think they would have sent her back if, if that hadn't happened. It's just, it was, it's just like she got him. I, I, it, it would be stupid in my mind. I mean, she's the one who was able to get him out. She should be able to, you know, this is the person that uh, the guy in the cocoon trusted to come out of his shell. Mm. And they black bag her. Yeah, but I mean, and now that he's out, they can poke and prod. Mm-hmm. They can poke and prod him to see what the deal is with him. Yeah. They just needed him to get out of the cocoon somehow, and they can they can find out the rest of themselves. Now we then see that uh, Radcliffe has managed to uh, build this sort of gateway thing uh, to aid his specifications, and uh, also build this pair of magical gloves, which uh, she uses to build an interdimensional gateway within this like construct. Uh, it's also revealed that she can somehow hear Fitz and Simmons because she knows that they're in the room. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like like I mentioned, when she looked down to the right, Ella, she could uh, like hear them in some regard or know that they were there because she knows that they're in this room with them at this point. So Fitz and Coulson see her like pulling these sort of laser strings together inside this and like stitching together a yeah. portal, basically. But when you see it from the other perspective, May just sees her like, Doing a mad, crazy hand dance. And nothing, there's nothing happening. I'm like, okay, it's weird. So yeah, uh, Coulson, Coulson then gets grabbed, and uh, something seems to be like pulling him down, basically pulling him down into hell. And well, let's I assume it's hell or like whatever dimension it is. Yeah, I mean, I suppose Coulson's, if you think of it from a philosophical point of view, like Coulson's done some bad things over his time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, meanwhile, meanwhile, Robbie finds uh, the Mac Ghost Rider who can see him because it's the Rider. He can see the ghosts or like even this, even this further removed sort of ghost. Uh, but the Rider says that he can live off of Mac's pain for years. So, what is Mac's pain? Any idea? Uh, I think that's something that gets. Uh reveal pro- probably something that gets revealed down the road yeah because i mean we don't know a lot about max backstory apart from his uh with his brother and we know that his parents are still around like they're, mm-hmm. they're not dead certainly as far as as far as we're aware they've certainly said that they're alive but i mean his brother had some financial difficulties but as far as like like that type of pain goes the like where the writer's saying it's more like he's lost somebody that's like really close to him 
So like maybe maybe a former partner or like a, a wife or something like that. Could be. So yeah, I definitely want to know a bit more of Max's backstory that I'd never really thought about before. Because I just kind of took it to be like, yeah, this Mac and he had his brother and uh, and all that, and he's a mechanic, cool. But yeah, there's a uh, there's a bit more depth to him than than meets the eye. Yeah. Going by this, so interested to see how well that goes. Uh, so yeah, the uh, we then see Ida completing her work and opening or Ada, sorry, completing her work and opening this gateway, and they can finally see Colson and Fitz. Uh, we obviously see Colson like something try to drag him down, but between him and Fitz, they manage to get him free, and they then emerge through the portal back in normal reality. Right. Uh, the rider, the rider, meanwhile, moves to attack Daisy. But Robbie intervenes. He basically offers to settle all of the rider's scores if he helps him settle this one score with Eli. So the rider agrees and leaves Mac and goes back to Robbie. And apparently they're off to hell to to fight demon battles. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that a hundred percent. Like I think that'll be interesting to see. So back at Shield Base, uh, Fitz confronts Mace, but gets interrupted because Simmons returns. Because <laughs> he's like, "Where have you put Simmons?" And he's like, "She'll be here in a minute." And then she arrives. Uh, meanwhile, Max upstairs recovering, and Robbie is seemingly gone. Um, Mac did manage to get a lead, however, on Eli that they can follow up, and we then see um, Max sitting at the gateway, holding a note that says, "Hope." With the date on it, four eighteen oh six. So that would be the eighteenth of April two thousand and six. Yeah, I have no idea what that is in reference to. But we can't see the picture. Yeah, I mean, it, it's most likely yeah, picture on the other side. Could could be like a spouse or like a a child or something like. That, even though he's he's possibly lost. Don't know. Or like, it could be. Like a birth date, maybe? Could be a marriage date? Who knows? 86 would make him way too old. 86, he I think would it was, be in his 50s. I think it was, os- I think it was 06. Oh, 06? Yeah. Still, he doesn't strike me as that old. Well, ten, 10 years ago, I mean, he's probably in his early 30s, maybe. So he'd be 20s. He, he could have had a, ch- a child that he lost at that time, or a, a spouse he lost at that time. How about a sister? A sister, yeah. Could have been a sister, yeah. Or it could just be like, he's hamster. <laughs> he's really sad about his hamster who died. <laughs> that would be funny if it was just a picture of a hamster. <laughs> Hope the hamster. Or like a fish. Something like that. Yeah. So um, Robbie then appears back for the portal and asks Mac, "Want to help settle my last score?" Obviously, in reference to Eli. And in the after credits scene, we see Radcliffe singing away some weird song that he's trying to write about Ada, which is <laughs> weird. <laughs> uh, it was a cool scene, though. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, and then we see Ada knitting a brain using her magic gloves. Yes. Which was, it reminded me of Ultron, like, her doing this. Mm-hmm. 
because if you remember the scene in Age of Ultron where they've got like the map of a brain and there's the sort of they've got the they've and then they've got the sort of Ultron and then they have the uh, the Jarvis one. Yeah. If you remember those two like going together, it kind of reminded me of that. But we see we see her like creating it and then like finishing, and then you see the electrons starting mm-hmm. to fire in the brain, which was very cool. Um, so she's obviously like creating like a sort of consciousness for herself, I think, which is very interesting. Scary. Yeah, <laughs> if it was in the real life, a hundred percent, very scary. But yeah, good good episode overall. Uh, what what did you think? Uh, I liked it. Um, I it did a good job of wrapping thing or yeah, kind of wrapping things up to an extent. Mm. Uh, you know, they had left us on this uh, cliffhanger. Yep. Two, three, four weeks ago. I can't. Remember. I'm trying to find to see if I could find the DVR plus three numbers for the last one. I can't even remember which week it was now. Um, <laughs> But uh, I, I liked Mac as the Ghost Rider. Yeah, that was really interesting. I did not expect to see that. That that was a surprise. And this brings back kind of uh, the old school Johnny Blaze Midnight Suns Ghost Rider. Mm, yep. Now we, all all he needed to do was start shooting Hellfire from the gun, and that would have been awesome. Oh yes. <laughs> Uh, the, so I like that, uh, I like, there was a lot there to like, and this, uh, the thing that's got me baffled and curious is who's in the cocoon. Hmm, yep. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I was throwing out a crazy Andy theory to throw one out just because it's the only character I can think of that was in a cocoon. Now, I did a little research, uh, and apparently some Inhumans actually go through a second teragenesis. Like a, an evolution of their powers sort of thing? A second, if they're exposed to the Terrigen mist a second time, some some of them uh, evolve further. Hmm. So, uh, I was just kind of looking that over, and... Uh, one of the ones, you know, like I said, I, I sent you an, a uh, link to or a, a description of a possible Inhuman, one with that is Indian descent, mm-hmm. and that would be Dinesh Dinal, aka Grid. Uh, he's the only uh, Inhuman of Indian descent that is that they know of in Marvel comics, and it, his abilities are similar to Magneto. Oh, okay, cool. Um, another one that went through went through uh, secondary teragenesis. Gorgon from the royal family. Now, obviously, this is not Gorgon. No, unless they're not making Gorgon part of the royal family, which mm. would be stupid. But <laughs> who knows? Um, and I can't find the last episode. So it's DVR plus three. But anyways. Uh, 
so, so I think that's, uh, you know, and then I'm reading some articles. Is this something that will lead into the Marvel's Inhuman show? As far as we know, that's not a spinoff. No, I don't think it. I don't think it's a spinoff. Now, could it have ties? I would love to see characters cross over between the two shows if S.H.I.E.L.D. is back next year. Yeah. Um, but I, you know... Oh no! It's just that I think that was the most interesting thing that and Ada uh, bad idea having Ada read the Darkhold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that was a you know, un, but I understand why they did it. But yeah, they need to uh, reboot her or give her a, a, a software update real fucking quick. Yeah, I mean. We definitely see that in the clip from next week's episode. Yes. <laughs> so, um, now let's see. Is there anything? So Colson almost got. So Colson almost died again. He was being dragged to hell. Yep. Um, really good Ghost Rider effects this time. I thought again. Yeah, really cool. Especially, like, with Mac being mm. the Ghost Rider this time. Really interesting. But overall, you know, uh, it w- they wrapped up a lot of things this episode. And I, get, I mean, I guess you have the final battle with Uncle uh, Eli next week. Yeah, I think they need to wrap up that, uh, that particular thread now. It's gone, gone on long enough. And they can move on to something else for the... Uh, do you wrap up Ghost Rider? Second half. Or, or, I don't know. See, I don't think they can because we obviously they introduced Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider, so I think we'll we'll see more of that later in the season. I think they should wrap it up as in should go away for a few episodes and then come back later on later in the season. Well, let let's uh, Yeah, maybe. But at the say or, do, or do, does he become uh, a member of the team? I mean, he's kind of a member of the team at this point. Yeah, and we got a we got a bunch of free agents walking around Shield right now. Daisy, mm, yeah. you know, Daisy should be locked up. Technically, she mm-hmm. was a quote unquote criminal, rogue agent, whatever you want to do. They haven't dealt yep. with that, and she's pretty much walking around uh, with full agent access. Uh, supposedly at some point they are going to make, uh, they want, um, Robbie to answer for his crimes. Mm. Uh, so you have basically two criminals walking around carte blanche, uh, through the agent, uh, the, uh, shield facility right now. Mm. And then, and, and now you have an Android, an Android that, uh, has read the entire dark hole. Yeah, Jocasta. It's going to be Jocasta. Yeah. It'd be interesting <laughs> if they did... Would, I mean, it would be... If they ever did that, that would be pretty fucking amazing. But uh, I yeah. think... I think um, I think you have to look look at uh, the Squadron Supreme series for more... Yeah, more like more likely, yeah. The uh, Jocasta's already been uh, mentioned in the MCU anyway. 
with uh, if you remember, I believe it was actually in Age of Ultron when Tony Stark was choosing his new AI companion. Oh, he went with he went with Friday. Mm-hmm. One of the other options was uh, was Jocasta. Was it? Yep. Uh, there's like basically like a selection of tapes that he had on a desk, um, and one said Friday, which is the one he went with. Um, one of the other ones was Jocasta. So he's he's obviously worked on that. Okay. And we know that Ultron is an AI, so he's not gone forever. No. He'll be back. So, but yeah, overall, good episode. Uh, looking forward to seeing how they wrap up the mid-season, and then then we get to start speculating on what the second half of the season is going to be. I think a lot of it's going to be Ada. Mm-hmm. I I assume this Inhuman storyline comes in at some point. Mm, yep. And I'm trying to, and I I mean the spring movie, or the the two, yeah, the spring movie is Guardians. Not sure if you would tie into that in any way, shape, or form. And, I doubt it. And and you know the summer one in July is Spider Man, so I'm not seeing how you're, you know, I doubt you're going to tie into that. Now, maybe you, you know, there's rumors of some type of tie-in to Netflix. And let's see, Mar- and March is Iron Fist. Hmm. But, you know, could you tie into Defenders? Could you tie in, could the Punisher uh, swing by? That's been rumored. Punisher be awesome. Ghost Rider. Um, mm, yep. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I do have numbers. Okay. They weren't good. <laughs> How bad? Uh, point eight. Okay. Um, it's kind of... Uh, and my browser... I, I don't know what's going on with this computer these days. Uh, but... Um, so I'm going off the top of my head. I was... It was a point eight. It was one of the lowest rated shows of the night. Uh, it uh, CBS's uh, show Bull beat it, and that was a repeat episode. Hmm. But you know uh, the what I what I was looking at prior to this thing dying on me was, and hopefully I have a new computer in a couple weeks. Uh, <laughs> that. Um, whatchamacallit, uh, the DVR numbers, it's basically doubling. Now, is that enough to keep it going for another year? Maybe. Especially if they mm-hmm. want to get that 100 episode mark. So. Yeah, ho- hopefully, hopefully it does get that one more season, but. I mean. Uh, I'm guessing yeah. a half season. Yeah, just to kind of wrap it up. I think that if they do something like that, like if this is the last season, they're doing some good things, but I think they need to do more with it, like bring back some of the the other cast, like Bobby and Hunter, for example. Where are they? Do you think in the mid-season finale they show, they show up at the end? That would be an awesome. That would be an awesome mic drop. Yeah, but. No. <laughs> if if it happens, I'll be I'll be uh, amazed and uh, you know 
cheering and all of that and totally psyched. But uh, no, I don't see it happening. Imagine, like, I think that if they were to do that, like having uh, Bobby show back up in like a full Mockingbird like costume, I'm would be the way to go. Getting crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's what they should do, and uh, hopefully that's what they do. To that, that's that's my my theory. So we do have a couple of tweets here, Andy. Yeah, a couple of tweets. Hold on, I'm just pulling them up. Like I said, my computer's starting to... Okay. I think we mentioned the last time Doctor Strange broke 570 worldwide. Yep. So after that, we have... Tim Hernandez. When Robbie said, dude, dude what to Fitz? That's how I feel when he's talking science. It's kind of what I feel like every time I talk to you. And, yeah. And, 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 and you start going fast. Yeah. <laughs> and we do that sometimes. We have a tendency to ramble. Mm-hmm. And then Josh Laney just recently got sat down to watch Doctor Strange. Josh, what did you think of it? Let us know. Yeah, I thought he was going to send us a, a follow-up tweet yeah. letting us know what he thought of it, but nope, nothing. But yeah, let us know what you thought. <laughs> and I don't think there was anything new over on the Facebook page. No, I, I think that was it. Obviously, we did our uh, we did do our Doctor Strange spoiler cast, so if mm. you want to hear our thoughts on Doctor Strange, go check that out. Great movie. Definitely go see it. One of the best yep. movies of the year. Yep, 100%. So, but... All right. So, uh, Andy, when you're not getting dragged to hell, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me... Uh, well, I think Callie's trying to drag me to hell every week, but yeah. Uh, you find me on 42 Level 1 every Tuesday, 4.30 Eastern, 9.30 Greenwich Mean Time, 1.30 Pacific on allgames.com. Uh, with Ali on Forty Two Level One, we broadcast live. Um, yeah, you can find all our episodes on allgames.com as well as Stitcher and iTunes. And I can be found every Tuesday night, nine PM Eastern, on allgames.com as well on the B Team Podcast with my co-hosts Fred, Ryan, and Eli. Not not evil Uncle Eli, just, <laughs> just evil Eli. Uh, where we discuss games, tech, and uh, some movies and TV from time to time. We have a good time over there. I have a feeling we're going to be talking about the VGAs and the PSX experience in detail this week. And you can also find me Thursday nights on All Games with Sean, e- Evil Eli, and Evil Evil Normie. There's nobody more <laughs> evil than Normie. Uh, we're, and no uh, spoiler Normie. Yes. Spoiler. Yeah. yeah we're <laughs> usually Normie. Normie likes to torture us with new and crazy uh, tests of stupidity or eating mm-hmm. nasty things. And this week is no different. So okay. <laughs> we, we have a new evil Normie challenge this week, which we actually, uh, there is a Twitch video. Also, be sure to, uh, if you're on Facebook, uh, we just started up an official Knuckleballer radio. A Facebook page. Uh, I promise that it's not going. We're not going to spam the shit out of you. But please go like it. 
we will be putting up knuckleballer stuff there and that's probably where i'm going to start putting my concert videos when i go to a concert and uh film a song or two so uh check check that out but uh we will be back next week for the mid-season finale of agents of shield and i don't care if you really think it's a magic self-healing car or not whatever you do don't touch lola night guys